It's time for the 3304 Sports Beat Rider Podcast. In this edition, we have Wyatt Krieger and Ryan Wilkes, who cover Virginia Tech baseball for 3304 Sports. Welcome into the 3304 Sports Podcast Beat Writer Edition. I'm your host, Dan Steinbach. In this edition of our Beat Writer Focus series, we are joined by Ryan Wilkes and Wyatt Krieger, who cover Virginia Tech baseball for 3304 Sports. Guys, how's it going today? It's going good, Dan. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, it's going great. Thanks for having us. Definitely, definitely. Very excited to have you guys in our second edition. You can catch our previous edition of our Beat Writer Focus series with Andy Losey and the men's and women's tennis team beat writers on 3304 Sports Podcast. You can find it on Anchor and Spotify. Now, Virginia Tech baseball has kind of been talk of the town a little bit. It's been very exciting going into this season because they started off the season, a double he- double header sweep of Kent state. Then they beat local rival Radford. Then they had a very strong showcase winning their first ACC series of the season against number six at the time. Now number eight ranked uh, the Miami hurricanes. And then they just come back this past weekend and they have won two out of the three against North Carolina. They were top 25. Now they are unranked in the D1 baseball poll. That is their first ever series win against UNC. They're sitting at seven and two, top 25 in every baseball poll. They are currently second in the Coastal Division in the ACC. Uh, This is being reported on Tuesday, March 9th. So they are in their first game of a two-game midweek series against Virginia Commonwealth, and they have a weekend home series against Florida State. So I just want to kind of open it up to you guys, and we'll start with you, uh, Wyatt. What has been, you know, how has been received this hot start to the season that Virginia Tech men's baseball is going on? Yeah, Dan, I think it's been it's been received really well. Um, 7-2 start, it's hard to really imagine a better start through nine games than the Hokies have had so far. I would say the youth, the depth, and really the overall excitement around this team, having fans back in the stadium, and with the Hammer and Hokie celebration that went viral over the weekend, all those things have really just led to an overall exciting start to the season. I do think we have to manage our expectations. Um, we were talking before the podcast, but we, we believe UNC and Miami to be solid teams, both ranked series wins that the Hokies have under their belts so far. But we are only nine games in. Uh, there's still like 30 games to go. So we have to manage our expectations in that sense. UNC and Miami could end up at the bottom of the ACC for all we know. But this team is fun to watch. The sledgehammer celebration, like I talked about, that's only going to draw more attention to this team. But if they keep taking this series-by-series series approach that they have so far this season, then I really think the sky's the limit. Yeah, I want to touch on that too, Wyatt, you bringing up the hammer celebration. I mean, social media went crazy. I mean, college baseball, to me, has always been sort of a black sheep of college sports, when it came, especially comparing it to, say, football and basketball, who are these titans of the sport. Yeah. And – it's hard to get the presence, especially when college baseball isn't marketed as well, but I want to swing it to Ryan now, because I want to talk about the fact that English field now being opened to uh, fans and that atmosphere has definitely been brought by Hoagie fans. Ryan, what, what are your opinions on the start of the season and the atmosphere that has been brought with this baseball team? Well, I think having some of these games at home recently, especially the series against North Carolina, the atmosphere and the fans at the stadium really provided that that advantage that a lot of sports teams haven't had in these past few seasons because of COVID. And it's really allowed Tech to have that home field advantage. And you could tell that North Carolina was a little bit rattled 
by the fans at English Field. They were very uh, loud and electric. And I think, like you said, I bet that's what I've been telling everybody. The Hokie baseball is the talk of the town right now. And not only the talk of the town, kind of the talk of the country in college baseball with the Hammer celebration. I mean, I saw even Barstool Sports call it the best prop in sports, mm-hmm. which is a, a large statement with, with props such as a turnover chain and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's been really exciting to start. And I know they lost a series finale, but nonetheless, uh, Hokie fans have come out to support and they've come out in droves. And I think it's a place to be right now. And uh, with everything being locked up inside, I think – uh, you know, with this outdoor sport coming about now with baseball, people are talking about it a lot more and it's a lot more refreshing. Yeah. And Ryan, I will want, I do want to add to that kind of just the, the hammer and hokey celebration. It's been around uh, for quite some time. When we asked Jack Hurley about it after the game on Sunday, he didn't really even know the full story behind it just because he's a true, true freshman. And he it was just kind of the tradition. That's what they did. But that's just another cool thing. That's bringing a lot more excitement uh, to the team. And like you said, the media is really grabbing onto it. I think, this is going to be a big year for the sport of college baseball in general, just because I think a lot more people are starting to realize how fun of a sport it is to watch, how exciting it can be. The players really get into it. They bring energy. I know there was a lot of trash talk between UNC and Virginia Tech in the games on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, I even saw on Sunday the, one of North Carolina's best players, Justice Thompson, as uh, they walked off the field as a win, was just waving goodbye to all the Hokie fans and it's just stuff like that uh, that brings that makes the sport so cool and so cool to cover. I want to carry uh, on what you guys are talking about right now. While it's still fresh in our heads, I want to talk about the big series win over North Carolina for the Hokies this past weekend. I think the Miami series definitely caught some people's attention. And now with this series win against the Tar Heels, I think that attention is definitely staying. And I want to start with Ryan. You wrote on the 3304 Sports website uh, following the second game of the series, how the bullpen uh, really lifted the baseball team here to a victory in that game. And then before the podcast, we were talking about uh, how we thought the bullpen was utilized on Sunday in the loss. So I want, I want to start with Ryan and then we can go to Wyatt because I want to get your opinions on where this team, looking at this, this team's previous wins, how we think that it's going to look moving forward uh, into the later parts of the season and what certain aspects, what players, you know, who you want to highlight, how will the bullpen be utilized, all stuff like that. So I want to start with Ryan there on those signs that he thinks we're looking at now that can be seen later on in the season. Well, yeah, I think the series against North Carolina kind of announced the arrival of Virginia Tech baseball to the ACC because yeah, they beat Miami two out of three times, but you know, I think the the, jur- the jurisdiction is still out on whether or not this team is legit. And I think securing this year's victory over North Carolina really solidified their position in the ACC as a, as a real team that can compete with just about anybody in the league. And uh, I, I want to highlight one guy out of the bullpen that really came and stepped up for the Hokies, and that's uh, Graham Fearved, the transfer from Radford. Uh, he came in for two innings and struck out six Carolina hitters. So he was really feeling it that day, coming in for Chris Gerard after five solid innings. And uh, I, I think the bullpen in the second game of the series, it was kind of a tale of two games because the bullpen was really solid in, in the second game of the series and then kind of fell apart uh, in, in the series finale. But uh, Matthew Siverling also came in for uh, Fear of Ed in the eighth and, and really shut down any hopes of a Carolina comeback. And, you know, the bullpen was really solid and that the first ever – 
uh, series victory over North Carolina. And I think that kind of announced the arrival of Virginia Tech baseball uh, to the ACC and, and that they, they can compete with every, anybody in the league. Yeah, um, for me, I think just the most encouraging sign that I've seen so far is just how they've shown the ability to come, come from behind in all four games that they've won. Uh, they faced uh, early deficits. Even in the loss on Sunday against North Carolina, they go down 4-0 in the uh, top of the second and then storm back to take the lead in the bottom of the second with a Tanner Schoble home run and a Jack Hurley three-run shot. So they're getting comp- contributions from different facets of the team. They've won low, sc- they've won high-scoring games. They've won low-scoring games. They've won games with starting pitchers Chris Girard and Anthony Simonelli, and they've won games with their bullpen, like Ryan alluded to, um, definitely led by Shane Con- Shane Connolly. But in terms of from coming behind, they're scoring runs in different ways, both through the long ball, their manufacturing runs, and Coach Chef talked about just the will that his team has shown him so far. And I think that's such a useful skill to have in college baseball with such a long season. And just to have that kind of never give up mentality and that ability to always come back, I think that's huge for this team moving forward. White, I like what you brought up there with Coach Chef and speaking to the mentality that this team has, especially when you look at the makeup of this team in terms of age. Now, there are some mm-hmm. who are definitely freshmen due to the fact that they've lost a COVID year uh, because the season last year, John, uh, John Chefs was to be his third full season was end up, ended up being canceled. Now it's his fourth official season coaching, but this team is still so young. It has so many young players on it. And there are a lot of impact guys in that sense. So why I want to start with you, who are some players maybe on the older side or just generally people that would be more familiar with the fans. Who, who are some players that really make up this Virginia Tech team? Um, I, I would like to start out with TJ Rumfield, the Texas Tech transfer. I don't know how familiar Tech fans are going to be, but he's really been the best hitter on the team so far. He has a 1.136 OPS, and he leads the team with 13 hits. So he's been the most consistent, and he really just has a really pretty, pretty swing from what I've seen this year. But another guy that Hokie fans are going to see a lot of the rest of this year is Shane Connolly. I mean, he's just been – an absolute shutdown closer for the Hokies. He's yet to give up a run in five appearances. He has 15 strikeouts and 10.2 inning pitch, innings pitched, and he's only allowed seven hits. So Shane Connolly is clearly the most reliable arm in this bullpen, and Coach Chef really talked about how he just keeps a, a even-keeled mindset through everything, and I think that has helped him a lot so far this year. But I know Ryan wants to talk about some of the younger kids, but before we get to that, I do want to talk about the return of Nick Bittison. He has not played so far this year, and he's, he was one of Virginia Tech's best players the last two seasons. He has not played this year with a shoulder injury. He's expected to come back uh, in late March against Clemson in a series against Clemson, but he will likely replace Jonas Seegers in left field. Seegers has been productive in some ways. He's, he's, he leads the team in walks, so he's getting on base, but he just doesn't provide the same overall batting power and just, con- just consistency offensively that Nick Bittison would provide, so I think it seems to be even, even more lethal when Nick Peterson rejoins the lineup. All right, Ryan, I like everything you have to say there. Now, you did mention that Ryan wants to get into some of those impact players on the younger side, especially some of the freshmen that we've seen step up this season so far. So, Ryan, I'm going to throw it over to you. What do you have on some of the newest Hokies? Yeah, I think if you're Hokie fans, you have to be really excited about the instant production from true freshmen, uh, Tanner Schobel and Jack Hurley. In the series finale, they both had home runs, uh, both in the second inning, actually, where uh, Carolina jumped out to a 4 nothing lead, and then Tech responded 
Atlanta with a five-run second inning, uh, mostly thanks to a Tanner Schobel solo home run, followed by a Jack Hurley three-run home run. And they both had two home runs in the series, and, and they're, they're really exciting young players, you know. They uh, bring a lot of pop to the Hokie lineup. Uh, they're really solid in the field. You know, they're just really exciting players to watch, and I think Tech fans are going to get real used to them real quick. I mean, they've – They've left their footprint on a lot of games so far and that they've been really, really exciting to watch. And Hurley especially is very electric and very uh, engaging with the fans. You could tell he he gets really pumped up and it, it was really exciting watching him throw the hammer to the ground. All right, I like everything that you guys have to say. As we move towards the end of this 3304 Sports Beat Writer edition of the podcast, I want to ask you both a couple of questions. I want to start out with what do you think is the biggest strength of this Hokies baseball team, whether it be defense hitting anything that you guys can think of? What is one thing it's very early on in the season, of course, but what is one thing that has really stood out to you as to what makes this Hokies team so good? I think it's really it really comes down to so far just their ability to manufacture runs. Like I've said before, it's they've done it in a lot of different ways. They've done it through the long ball. They've done it getting on base and advancing guys. But I think just keeping that constant pressure on other teams is so huge moving forward. And being able to score runs when you're not exactly getting hits, um, I think that's huge. And Coach Chef stresses that all the time. And it seems to be somewhat of a mantra um, of this team. But also, like I touched on before, just the ability to come back, that's just – another huge thing. And I'd say that as they're down six to two against VCU right now. So you don't want to make that a habit going down in all these games, but just the fact that they've shown the ability to do that and they've shown the ability just to keep fighting and keep um, attacking different bullpens and different pitchers. Then I think, I think those are two just key things for this team moving forward. Yeah. For me, I mean, obviously when you watch this team, the strength is a hitting. They've had mm -hmm. some problems coming from the bullpen. While they have had a couple highlights, uh, the bullpen did struggle in that series finale. But one thing with the, with this Hokies team is no leads ever really safe. I mean, Carolina went up 4-0 in the series finale and and, and ended up uh, giving up five runs in the next half of the inning. Now I know they they still came out on top, but that the this Hokies team is so good at just manufacturing runs, whether it be shooting the ball in the gaps, hitting home runs. Uh, manufacturing walks, like you said, Wyatt, Jonas Seegers is the best on the team in that department. And uh, they've just been really exciting in the way they can just round the bases and, and get on the scoreboard. And that's definitely the highlight. Uh, a low light, I know, Dan, you really didn't ask for this yet, but uh, I'd have to say a low light is definitely some of the, the defensive issues they've had with errors. Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin Madden had two in one inning the other day. Uh, Fritz Genther's had a couple. So that's definitely been a problem for the Hokies. But their ability to – put runs on the board is definitely the strong, the strong part for the team. Yeah, Ryan. And kind of just building off of that, like you said, the defense, I do think needs to improve. They need to make more plays. Those are, those were two uncharacteristic errors by Kevin Madden that directly led to runs. So you really just can't have that. And errors like that are, are just not going to help you win games in such a tough conference that the ACC is. But if I were to point out one weakness, I think it would be our bullpen. We've had some, some strong appearances from other than Shane Connolly, you've had some strong appearances from Jason Hurd. Okuda's been spotty, but like you said, for Volle, um, it's, it's somewhat of a toss-up after that. So Sunday's game against North Carolina in the series finale, Chef made 10 total pitching changes. So some of that could have to be have to be with about um, how Chef is managing um, these pitchers so far. I know Steven Metz um, had, a, had an appearance in that game, and 
he was he was able to induce two soft ground balls to third base that were both errors by Kevin Madden, and then um, Chef immediately pulled him out of the game. So I think I'd rather see a little more continuity with some of these arms, kind of let these bullpen arms get in a rhythm. In some of these games, I know there's lefty-righty matchups, and there's all the, the, the whole analytical side to the game that Chef is probably looking at. But I would like to see more continuity in the bullpen, uh, more reliable arms. But that's what happens in college baseball. I mean, you play so many games. Uh, they don't really have a consistent third starter. So some games are just going to be up to a kind of a team effort with the bullpen, basically. So with so much time still left in this season for the both of you, because I, I did want to ask you about where you think some areas they should improve would be. And you did bring those up uh, with the sort of difficulties that they've had earlier on in the season. I want to ask about, future ACC play, what would you say is a team pretty much at the top of the list that you think would be a good, for lack of a better term, heat check for this team? What do you think is a series that we can really judge this Hokies team by uh, later on in the season? Um, I can't say I've, I've been too in tune with the ACC as a whole, um, but I have watched quite a few UVA baseball games. I know they have a really good starting pitcher in Nate Savino, who's a young freshman lefty throws upper nineties. So some of these more elite draft prospects across the ACC, I know earlier in the Miami series, um, they, they faced a pitcher uh, by the name of Alejandro Rosario and coach chef said he's the best pitcher he's ever seen in person. He's going to, he's like a guaranteed pro. So more matchups like that against uh, tougher competition against really elite players. I think those would be really good tests for these freshmen and this Hokie team as a whole. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the upcoming series against Florida State. Uh, Tech's taken two straight series from ACC opponents. I think it's going to be a real testament to where they are as a team, if they can take a third straight one. I know Florida State's got swept by Pittsburgh uh, in, in late February, but they just took two out of three from Virginia, uh, and they just had a game against USF postponed. But – uh, when they come to Blacksburg, it's going to be interesting to see how Tech is able to, especially after a midweek two-game series against VCU, how they're able to put together these games with the struggles of the bullpen and some of the starter issues. I know Simonelli had some back issues the other day, so we'll see where that goes. But I think it'll be interesting to see if Tech can keep the hot streak going and not really falter early on like some of these other ACC teams have. Yeah, Ryan, I also think just a huge part of that is how Anthony Simonelli and Chris Gerard pitch. Chris Gerard was getting hit um, in his game, in his appearance on, on was it Friday or Saturday he, he pitched? And Simonelli's as solid as they come, even though he he was getting uh, knocked around in that game on Sunday. But if those two guys can kind of maintain the course for this team moving forward, I think they're going to they're gonna be able to win a lot of series in the ACC. This definitely has been a program that has, for lack of a better of a term, struggled in the past, I mean, they haven't had a over 500 record either in their overall record or in their conference since 2013, the last time they made the NCAA tournament. Do you think that, and again, it is still very early on in the season, early in ACC play, anything can happen, but do you think this is just an encouraging sign for the program with Coach John Chef going forward for Hokie fans? I definitely do. And Chef uh, mentioned that a lot in the preseason, how he's trying to kind of establish a program, but when you see the passion from the fans, you see all the hype they're getting on social media, the fact that they have um, so, somewhat of a tradition with, this, the, the, with the Hammer and Hokies, 
that's only going to build more excitement around the team as the season goes forward. And that's only going to help with, with recruiting. And you also just, um, you I mean, you, you're, go, you're looking at Thompson or English field and it's packed um, for like the first uh, fan sporting events in, in quite some time. So just seeing that will also be an encouraging sign. And then also just seeing freshmen playing right away and being able to make an impact. I think that's also a, a positive sign for future recruits, just because they're seeing freshmen get a chance. They're seeing a young program kind of on the rise, beating teams, having fun. And all these things I think are going to be huge moving forward for the, for the growth of this Hokie program. Yeah, for me, it's his fourth year as head coach. And uh, if you think about it, that's enough time for him to get his guys in, establish a culture and, you know, get the show on the road with, with a program that he's coming into that was, you know, down in the dumps. So I think now, I think this is a team that kind of gets him rolling and who knows who he brings in after this year. But I think this this team is really exciting, and it's his guys now. I mean, not to say the other guys in the past weren't his guys. I'm sure he loved those guys, but these are his guys that he recruited, him and his staff recruited, and now they're ready to go and obviously playing a lot of really good baseball. So I think now is when you see the culture shift finally establish itself, and they, they become a good team in the ACC year to year. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for being with me here today on the 3304 Sports podcast beat writer edition this was our baseball episode be on the lookout for other episodes with our beat writers here from 3304 sports in the future on anchor and on spotify be sure to follow us on twitter to get all of our updates at 3304 sports be sure to go to the 3304 sports website to see the work done here by ryan wilkes and wyatt krieger covering baseball all season long for 3304 Sports for the Virginia Tech Hokies. I want to thank you all for listening and have a good day.